everyone, and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Wars. You're here with me, Sam, and today, and we are going to look forward to Bayern's last game of the calendar year against Schalke 0 So, first thing first, of course, we found out that Sadio Mane will miss the World Cup, which really, really sucks because Senegal does not have 10 other players to compensate for a player of Mane's capabilities and abilities, but on a personal level, I really do wonder how this will impact Mane's season. Just because he... You know he's been great. He recently has had a has had massive improvement. Where he, actually most of the squad has recently had a massive improvement, but he really does feel like he's part of this team. And I just hope that missing this World Cup doesn't bring him too down. Mani, I feel like is the type of player who will bounce back from this, and he does have time to make another one. I think so. Um, maybe his career will run that long. Mane is a smart player. He doesn't have to rely on his speed and agility ne- necessarily to have good games. So, nevertheless, it's a shame. You never want to see that. And uh, what that also means is Bayern will make do without him in their final game of the calendar year. On top of that, Thomas Muller should not be back for this. Not because he's not okay, but because it's too close to the World Cup and I doubt Julian Nagelsmann will include him in the squad. Other than that, I think Matthijs De Ligt will be sitting on the bench for this one too. He might play. I'm not too sure on that. So, in terms of the back line, we'll probably go with Neuer, Mazraoui, Majuba Pavad, Daya Upamecano. And uh, Luca Hernandez, because I don't think we'll risk Alfonso Davies for this one too. Again, with the World Cup so close by, you don't want to bring him back early and see something happen to him for which he ends up missing the tournament as well. I don't think we will necessarily see Kimik Goretzka because, um, because of the four-point lead that Bayern has built up. As you probably already know by now, Union Berlin drew, Freiburg lost to Leipzig. Dortmund lost yesterday, which means that Bayern's lead is looking quite healthy. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went with Kimmich, Sabitzer, Sabitzer, Goretzka. I don't know. Maybe Gravenberg will get a look in. Not not saying that Bayern should take Schalke lightly, but I also don't think it's fair to put such heavy loads on the players just before a World Cup. Not that, not that Bayern can do much about it as well. This is a competitive title race to date. So... Nagelsmann can't really sit half his team on the bench. Um, the three behind Chupa Morning, and yes, Chupa Morning will start up front. I don't have that many doubts about that. It's probably going to be Zane. Uh, I I want to say Zane, Muziala, Gennabri, but I could see Coman play this one too. I'm probably bending more toward Coman. I think Gennabri will play this one. With Muziala right down the middle, right behind Chupa Moting. So, you know, they'll rely on Chupa Moting's flexibility, Chupa Moting's ability to hold the ball, etc., etc., to make this work. And uh, it should be good. It should work out against Schalke. I just, with the year coming to an end, I just want to talk a little bit about what we refer to as Nagel's ball. So... It's been a year of ups and downs for Yula Nagelsmann, and there's been no point more down than that loss to Villarreal. I think the loss to Gladbach in the Pokal was this calendar year too, but Bayern losing to Gladbach, not getting embarrassed, but losing to Gladbach is nothing new. And I think um, that defeat to Villarreal is what is going to 
really defined this season, as a matter of fact, with Bayern getting drawn against PSG in the last 16. But what we have seen recently gives me faith that it was right of Bayern to stick with Julian Nagelsmann during the tough times. That yes, he needed to bring in a striker, although not exactly a conventional striker because Eric Ch- Eric Maxim Chupomoting can do well as a winger too. So he's not quite playing that conventional role, but Nagelsmann just could not work without... His team wasn't functioning as well as it can without a focal point, and it really ne- needed a focal point. But it doesn't even matter that he needed to bring Chupomoting, who, by the way, is is a Bayern player. It's not like, you know, like we got Chupomoting from somewhere else all of a sudden to play as an emergency forward. Chupomoting's been in this team for a while now. So... Having said that, Nagelsmann's team has been playing some brilliant, eye-catching football. There are some mistakes at the back. There are some moments that make you look up and go like, Oh my goodness, Kylian Mbappe will be coming at the defense. But it's been strong and it's been good and it's been so much fun to watch. So Nagelsmann is really signing off on a high you could see the delight with the home fans who were singing from the first second to the final whistle against Werder Bremen in the 6-1 victory. There's, there's very little to complain about Bayern right now. It's been win after win after win, different types of wins, glorious wins like the one against Werder Bremen, tight wins against Hertha um, Berlin, for example, 3-2. Comeback wins such as the one against Augsburg in the Pokal. It's been impressive. It's been really, really good. And I think the winter break, the long pause because of the World Cup is coming at the worst time for Bayern. There are injuries to cope with, yes, but Bayern's just just so wonderful to watch right now. Okay, now Schalke. What I will say right before going into depth about what Schalke could look like in this game is that, is that, Schalke's come into this season with realistic expectations. Their expectation is not to win the league. Their expectation is to just survive it. And while they are at the bottom of the table, I've watched a fair number of Schalke games this season. And I just have to say that they've come up so unlucky. They've had fantastic goals ruled out for like the slightest hint of offside. They've just... Nothing's worked in their favor. They've scored a late equalizer only to concede a winning goal late in the match that happened against Hatta Berlin. So it's, you know, if if luck starts to favor Schalke all of a sudden, they might end up in the playoff place and just survive. And Hatta Berlin might be the ones who finish 17th. But Right now, everything is up for grabs. It's really tight down there. Schalke's on 9 points. Bochum on 10. Hatta on 11. Stuttgart 14. And then Augsburg, Leverkusen, Köln 15. Oh, sorry. Köln's on 17, rather. And Leverkusen, sure as hell, won't be dragged down into that relegation fight. And I don't think Augsburg will, too. So it really is down, for me, between Stuttgart, Hatta, Bochum, and Schalke. Is Schalke necessarily better than the other three? No. Is Schalke showing enough heart? Yes, I totally did not expect them to beat Mainz today. They did. And, uh, yeah, they won that game, 1-0. Simon Terode, who's... I feel bad for Terode because he tries so hard and he's been playing well, but the goals just haven't been coming. 
So today one came and uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy for him. So Shaka lined up with Cholo in goal with Brunner, Yoshida, Matriciani and more in the back four. I think Yoshida's pretty solid. I don't really have... I don't really know enough to formulate opinions about the other three, but Chaka's defense in general hasn't looked that leaky, unlike their last campaign. So, Kral and Kraus are right in front of them in the DM pairing. Kevin Karama, Mole, and Marius Bulter are the three in front of the DM pairing, and Zimon de Rode starts up front. So, I will say uh, I like Karaman. I like Mole too. And uh, off the bench, they had Dominic Drexler come on. They have Sebastian Poulter. So Danny Latza. There's a couple of interesting names over there too for them to bring on. Of course, they replaced uh, Frank Kramer with Thomas Rice. And uh, we don't know if that will be enough to keep them up. But for now, you know, this is this is how it's going. And kind of sucked for Frank Kramer because I really do rate him as a coach but I don't know maybe maybe other things were going wrong on the pitch they didn't seem that poor despite being dead last so Shaka's just just to give you an idea Shaka's conceded 30 goals in 14 games not great by any means at all Bochum's conceded 36 Stuttgart 25 by Leverkusen, 26. Kohn, 27. Uh, Mainz, 23. And then toward the top, Werder Bremen, 25. Well, so yes, six of those came against Bayern. I know. But 30 doesn't sound that much when you take into context how everyone else is doing. Frankfurt in fourth conceded 23. Dortmund surprisingly has only conceded 17 so far, but yeah. There you go. Like, it's not... Cole in 12 for 27 is even closer. So, Shaka's... You know, I, I don't... I feel like they deserve to be rewarded more. Of course, I don't want them to be rewarded in this game. And I really do think Shaka's going to be in trouble here. Because when it rains, it pours. It happened with Werder Bremen. It could possibly happen with... Shaka, so it's gonna be a tough outing. I don't know, like, it isn't the Bayern player's DNA to play high octane to play a high octane game, but with minds swinging slightly to the World Cup, let's say Bayern goes into a hypothetical 2 0 lead, they might decide to just shut up shop and just let it be and see it out. Although Bayern is like the last team on the planet who are able to see out games and can only play one way. And that way is the gorgeous, free-flowing, on-the-front-foot type of a game. Bayern doesn't really do well on the back foot. So, they just got to see it out. They just got to make sure to get those points on the board and see out what has been a fantastic November. A very good October and... I guess to me, the greatest thing is that Julian Nagelsmann managed to turn it around because guess what? When we lost to Augsburg, when we were picking up draws left, right, and center, it, I, I knew the team would improve. 
I didn't know it would improve so fast, and I certainly did not know that the team could play this way when Thomas Muller was away for an extended period of time. With the chop and change that has occurred because of injuries, like one winger's form goes up and others goes down, but now everyone seems to be just doing it. Like Delict can be out, Hernandez can be out, Upamecano will compensate, Pava can come in. Mazrawi has done a great job filling in. Well, not filling in. I think it is his position now at right back. When Davies is out, Hernandez can slot in there and we can have a different back four. Neuer was out for an extended time. Ulrich has been in goal and it's just, it's, it's been incredible. And I'm just so thankful that we got to see these games because, like, he, the investment in terms of time, in terms of emotions into Bayern, it pays off. It really does, when, especially when they play like that. There's no stopping them. So, on that note, I'm going to sign off. So, thank you for listening. As always, this has been Samrin doing a Bayern Schalke preview. As always, thank you for all the support. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Works for all of your up-to-date coverage in Bayern Munich and Germany. Follow us on Twitter at BavarianFBWorks, at The Barrel Blog, at TommyAdam71, at BFWIN, and more. Take care, and have a good night.